G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In any community, any church for that matter, there are going to be some people that we get on with and others who are more at a distance. That's pretty natural, really. Question is whether we have that handful of close, loving relationships, people we can trust and rely upon. That's the question. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and it's great to be back with you again. Today, we're going to take a look at church relationships from a different perspective. It's been fabulous to be with you again today on the program. Now, over these last few weeks on the program, we've been talking about this whole church thing because there are many, many, many people struggling with church today. The church isn't some man-made idea. It's God's idea, and he calls it the body of Christ. In other words, people like me, and if you're involved in a church, people like you, we have a specific role or function to perform, and together we operate as the body of Christ, bringing love and life from God into this world. That's the theory. That's God's plan. It doesn't always work like that. And in fact, right from the beginning, you listen to some of the letters that the Apostle Paul in particular writes to the different churches, letters which these days are books in the New Testament of the Bible. And what you see is that he's dealing with all sorts of problems in these different churches, arguments, errors in understanding, sexual immorality, Sometimes we lose our historical perspective. We imagine that it's just in recent times that the church has lost the plot. No, not so. There are plenty of times in the past where there have been errors and mistakes, some of them tragic with catastrophic consequences. Nevertheless, church is God's idea. And not only are we meant to tolerate it, actually, we're meant to flourish in it and thrive in it. And as it turns out, there are many, many, many fantastic churches on this planet, albeit none of them are perfect. So over these last few weeks, we've been exploring what are the sorts of things we should find in a church. We've looked at a variety of aspects of church life. The things we should find, firstly, the Lordship of Christ, ministry going on based on people's gifts, effective streamlined structures, not some bureaucracy, a genuine sense of community, empowered leadership, people passionate about their spirituality, inspiring worship services, and evangelism, if I can use that word, based on people's needs. Today I'd like to have a look at the last one in that list. It's called loving relationships. Now we started talking about that over the last few days through this whole thing of being a genuine community and reaching out to people based on their needs. So community is tough these days. We've become busy. It's, we don't have time for community. Community requires commitment to relationships, helping one another, loving one another, and reaching out to people. Evangelism, as I said, it's not my favourite word, is about having a deep desire to share the love of Jesus, the love of God, with people who don't know him yet, doing that by meeting their needs. Both of those... There's a human aspect of God's love. Jesus said that this was the most important thing of all. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbour 
as yourself. This is the, the first and the greatest commandment. It's a coin that has two sides, loving God with all we are and in the, exactly the same way, loving our neighbour as ourself. And generally in a church, what should come out is an overall sense of community. It's what we talked about the other day on the program. People living together, loving one another and working together to do God's work here on this earth. And part of that is reaching out to those who don't yet know God and meeting their needs. Loving them, not just in what we say, but in what we do and how we serve them, whatever that may cost. That's what we've been chatting about over these last few days on the program. And if you missed any of that, you can catch those messages on our website, ChristianityWorks.com. But today, today I want to go one step further. Let's imagine that there are just 50 people in your church. Now, each of those people can't, in reality, have a deep, close, intimate, loving relationship with each of the other 49 in the church. I mean, it's just not possible. There are different age groups, different interests, different personalities, different everything. You and I know that in any group of just 50 people or so, at best, we're going to have just a handful of really close friendships and relationships, at best. Now, walk into a mega church of thousands or tens of thousands of people, and in that place, even if you sit in the same seat every Sunday, you're not going to meet everyone in the church. And even if you did, there might be a hundred or two that you could get on at a closer, deeper level with, but you just won't have the time. So here's what happens. In any social grouping, we tend to gather in smaller, more manageable groups, certainly less than 20 or even less than a dozen, and those groups will forge really deep, close relationships with a handful two, three, four, maybe five or six. So there's a wider circle of people we may know in our church, a smaller circle of people whom we call friends, and still a smaller circle yet whom we categorise as being our closest friends. And those different levels are fine, it's realistic, provided that we don't become cliques, or worse than that, warring factions. I've mentioned several times over the last few weeks the book Natural Church Development by a man called Christian Schwartz. And for good reason. Back in the late 1990s, he conducted a huge survey of over a 1,000 churches, 32 countries, 4.2 million individual survey responses to determine empirically what factors or characteristics were associated with healthy, growing churches and what characteristics pertained to the more unhealthy, declining churches. And not surprisingly, one of the key factors was the extent and depth of loving relationships. One of the things that the survey measured was how often people gathered together socially outside the weekly meeting. And that number was much higher in healthier churches than it was in declining churches. It's not a surprise, is it? And yet the more affluent a society becomes, the more segmented and separated our lives are that we lead. I heard a statistic the other day that in the city where I live, in Sydney, Australia, just over one third of all households are single person households. It's a lot of people living alone. And yet I've been to churches where it takes months, literally months, for a newcomer even to receive so much as an invitation to have a cup of coffee, let alone an invitation over to lunch or some help in time of need. The other day I met a friend of mine, James, who years ago when I first walked into his church was the only person to shake hands and engage with us and invite us out for coffee. That stood out so much. I found this so rare 
in fact, that to this day, James remains one of my deepest, closest friends. That's one of the things I'm looking for in a church. Not that everybody is close to everybody. You can't be friends with everyone. Sure, you want people basically to to get on, but as we've seen, naturally, we only have really close relationships with a handful of people. Now, Now, what I'm looking for is that the majority of the people in a church have close relationships with at least a handful of people because that's the sign of a healthy church. That's the sign of the fact that there are loving relationships going on. It's the sign that the love of Christ is manifest, alive and in action, in this church. Church is a place where lifelong friendships should be forged. Church is a place where those who have no other love in their lives discover the love of Christ through the love of a handful of close friends. It's a place of laughter and a place of tears, a place where everyone finds someone to laugh with them and someone to cry with them. That's what love is. sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.